Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now. Your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Friday, August 10th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're talking to a professor at Columbia University about how her intro to photography class stood in solidarity with the graduate workers of Columbia's recent strike. The Graduate Workers of Columbia, or GWC, formed a union in 2016. This group brought together graduate student employees like research assistants and TAs with the goal of creating a better work environment. But by January of this year, the university still hadn't recognized the GWC or agreed to bargain with it. And this ignited a university-wide strike. For five days in April, more than 1,500 people walked the picket line. Like many undergrad classes, Professor Rachel Stern's Photography One class was supposed to hold their end-of-the-semester critique and exhibit on campus during this time. But that would have caused her and her students to cross the picket line. So instead, they got creative, and they hosted their final photography exhibit online on our very own Vice.com. So today, Vice's Ankita Rao is speaking with Professor Rachel Stern and Vice's photography intern Clara Mokri on the story. At the end of every semester at Columbia, the Visual Arts School holds an exhibition of all the students' work. But that didn't happen this year. What happened in April? This April, during the final weeks of the semester, the graduate workers of Columbia went on strike, leading to the canceling of the final show for the undergraduate visual arts students. My class decided to seek an alternative exhibition space, and we connected with Vice as a way to both showcase our work and draw connections to the labor struggles that we saw on campus. Who's in the Graduate Workers Union? So the Graduate Workers Union to the best of my knowledge, is comprised of graduate workers across departments at Columbia. So I personally know the artists. So I know the people who are TAing in our classrooms and running our print shops and wood shops and giving studio visits and mentoring undergraduates. But there's huge amounts of labor done in the sciences and languages and histories and things that are so complicated I don't even really know about. And I think that the bulk of the graduate labor is coming from departments that have these sort of more formal like teaching assistantships and positions like that. Not to say that the visual artists aren't involved, they certainly are. But it's comprised of workers from across the campus. And then I think there's a good amount of other Columbia community members who stand in solidarity with those graduate workers. So I I am not a spokesperson for the union, so I can't say exactly what their plans were. But my understanding is that the graduate workers are striking together to call attention first and foremost to their right to unionize, which has not been recognized by the university, but also because they need that right as a way to protect themselves against sexual violence in the workplace, different types of discrimination, be it gender-based or what have you. 
and um, the right to things like dental care and comprehensive health care and all these other things that workers need, whatever field they might be engaged in. Clara, in your experience as a recent student, how does this workforce support the classes you have? I think TAs are an invaluable part of any sort of art class experience because they bring a level of understanding of the medium that bridges the gap between the students and and the teacher. The amount of time they commit to the class, in my experience at least, has been a huge part of why I found my photography classes in college so formative. When the school decided not to hold the exhibition, some classes continued to hold their own finals on campus, but your class didn't. Why did they feel this was important? So I'm really proud that most of my colleagues in photography, I think all of the photography classes that I know of found off-campus sites to hold their final critiques. I think for my class, it was important that the conversation didn't stop with us and that we wanted to find some sort of public voice to echo and bolster the conversation that was being had around us by the graduate students who supported our work. So I think that, you know, it was actually beautiful for me to see how many of my colleagues really went out of their way to come up with alternative classrooms and to give their students really like meaningful opportunities to end the semester. And wholesale, you know, as all of these struggles can be, it was really as much as it was a struggle, it was an opportunity to see how willing people are to come together and support each other and stand up for the things that they think are right. What kind of online publications did you reach out to when you were looking for a home And how did you end up choosing Vice? So we had a conversation as a class wherein I asked them where they thought these photographs would make sense online. Our class isn't really a professional practice class or any kind of like contemporary photo engagement. I mean, we did go see some exhibitions and, you know, engage a little bit in the contemporary photo world. But for the most part, we're in the dark room and we hadn't really talked about photo venues and publications and things like that. So it was really based on their individual experiences as consumers of media. And Vice was the thing that came up the most. I think that students had seen um, other conversations being published through Vice that felt like they were able to balance these kinds of ideas that might not necessarily seem like they go hand in hand at first glance. So we kind of made like a tier of a couple photo publications that we thought we'd contact. And our plan was that we were going to reach out to our top choice and then go down the line. But we got a response from Vice, so we didn't have to go any further. And Clara, what did it feel like to be able to give the class kind of a different avenue for putting the photos up on Vice? I think as a recent student, um, I really enjoyed the opportunity to give the class an alternate space to show their photos because I think when you're a student that opportunity make is something that is really appealing and I remember I was really eager to have critiques or to hang my work and to display it for people to see and just to get your work out there and have it be out on Vice which is a very renowned publication and media outlet so I think it was exciting to be able to support them in that way. And Did that start any sort of conversation? What was the reaction like um, to those photos that were online? I don't know what other people's reactions were to them, but from my end and from my boss Liz's end, we were really impressed with, for a Photography One class, with the 
subject matter and the composition and just the way that these images were photographed. Um, it was really cool to see young students making such sophisticated work. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that was exciting for us was that I also was able to turn it into a sort of professional practice experience. And I was able to say, like, if we're not showing our work on campus, which was this department-wide decision, what do we want to do? And like, how would we want to look for an alternative exhibition? And we decided that online was what we wanted to do. And then it was sort of like, well, what's the right platform online that would be able to draw the connections between what we're going through with our photographs in our classroom as artists and how that relates to larger labor concerns and other things that affect our community. Then like this professional practice experience where I got to say like, okay, well, we're going to come up with a pitch together. And the students really wanted to pitch it to Vice. And I know that Liz and Clara and the photo department are really supportive of students and projects like this. So we were really happy to be able to work together. And I know my students are thrilled. And what kind of conversation was happening in your classroom? With all things in my classroom, I try and do sort of like a student-driven approach. We always are asking questions in general. That's another central theme. So I literally make them ask me questions all the time, but I also make them ask questions of their work and of the world around them. And so when the strike came up, we just had a question like, are we aware of this? And most of the students were, and we sort of discussed our different levels of awareness. And then how do we as a class want to respond? And I would tell them that I was signing up for shifts at the picket line before and after class. I actually live in Philadelphia, so I commute into Columbia and I would, you know, join the workers and other faculty people and community members on the picket line and then go to class. And sometimes I would see my students there. But in the classroom, basically, we decided that we knew that we had two final class meetings that were during the time period that the union had asked us not to use on-campus facilities. So we love Google polls and we did a lot of Google polling about where we might want to hold our classes and how we might want to proceed. And we decided on renting a room at the New York Public Library main branch, which have these amazing, beautiful, like wooden public meeting rooms that you can check out like a library book. And so we all shuffled over in the rain from campus to the New York Public Library and had our final critiques looking at prints flat on the table instead of up on the wall, which was difficult for me, but it was a like really jolly experience. And I think that like we just kept thinking about our photographs and the conversation that they were having about the things that we felt were most important in our world, ideas you know, surrounding everything from gender identity to pollution to you know, very direct images regarding protests and politics and refugees and things like that. And so it felt only reasonable that we would proceed with as much sense of solidarity and respect for the striking workers as possible. There's this inherent juxtaposition here between an institution like Columbia and the world around it, including sort of the neighborhoods and and the people working and livelihoods attached to the institution. How do you think photo bridges that gap? So in a lot of ways, I think one answer is that it doesn't. And I think one of the things that's exciting for my class and I about the way that this particular project has been handled is that we're not asking our photographs to do the work. We're trying to synthesize what we need as artists with what our community needs as laborers. So it's not saying like that these photographs are changing the struggle, rather that 
we as artists see our struggle as linked and we have to share this space. I do think that at a place like Columbia, most, many of my students, I shouldn't say most, but many of them are not going to be artists. Some of them will be photographers, but all of them will use photography and they're going to have a really broad range of pursuits with their lives. And I think being able to be critical visual practitioners who know how to look at a photograph and see what's in the photograph and what that can mean, and also know how to create photographs that speak clearly is an invaluable skill, regardless of their point of engagement with the larger world. Yeah, I think that the the issue you raise isn't particular to Columbia. As a student who went to Yale and was in New Haven, I think that photography allowed me to step outside the bubble of of my university, and that bubble is one that could be very limiting and very uh, homogenous. And I think being able to have a tool that allows you to step outside that comfort zone and explore a larger community is something really special and something that I appreciated about my time in college. What was the outcome of the strike? The strike, as I understand it, definitely had an impact. I mean, it got the whole campus's attention and much beyond the campus. Like, I listen to Democracy Now! every day, and we got some mentions on Democracy Now!, which means that it's like made it into the conversation about labor in a way that is meaningful beyond the campus, but certainly caused a lot of attention and disruption on campus in, I think, a really positive way. I don't think that there was any policy change or any direct response from the administration that satisfied the union's demands. So I imagine that there are plans to continue the work that they've set out to do in the fall. Make sure to check out Rachel's class's beautiful photography at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.